Hi, and welcome to episode 102 of the iPhone Life podcast. I'm Donna Cleveland, Editor-in-Chief at iPhone Life. I'm David Averbach, CEO and Publisher. And I'm Sarah Kingsbury, Senior Web Editor. Each episode, we bring to you the best apps, top tips, and great gear in the iOS world. Um, this episode, we have a sponsor for you. It's in Cenosoft, which David will tell us about. Yeah, so I've been in a little bit of a game rut on my phone because I like a very specific kind of game where I don't like the games that are super like in immersive and take a lot of my energy. I like a game that's kind of passive that I can do for a few minutes here and there mm-hmm. or do while I'm watching TV or something. And I've got a game recommendation for you, and it is Mahjong Deluxe 3 Go. So a lot of, if you're like a lot of you out there who love Mahjong, this is a really excellent version. They have a whole bunch of puzzles. They have 3D puzzles that are really fun. If you haven't checked out Mahjong, you should check it out. Um, so once again, that's Mahjong Deluxe 3 Go, and they have a free version of it. And then if you like it, they have paid versions as well. So we'll link to it at iphonelife.com slash podcast as well. Um, but it's supposed to be very immersive. My goal is to learn Mahjong. So I will <laughs> learn right along with you guys. But from Tamlin, who is our resident uh, who wrote the, about this for our magazine and loves Mahjong, he says it's very immersive, really beautiful, easy to play. So make sure you check it out. Yeah, he said he played Mahjong a lot in high school, and so this was like a throwback for him, and he was enjoying it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right, next I want to share our favorite tip of the week. Um, If you are a subscriber to our iPhone Life Tip of the Day newsletter, you'll be familiar with this. It's a We give you a one-minute tip that teaches you something cool you can do with your iPhone. Um, You can go to iphonelife.com slash daily tips if you're not already a subscriber. So we just recently did a two-week stretch of best of iOS 12 tips, where we rounded up some of our favorite tips with the la- for the latest operating system. So this is one of those tips. Um, we have how and where to find and add photos in the Messages app. So um, with iOS 12, Apple released it's kind of a small change of how to add photos to your text messages. But in my opinion, it's way better than it was before. So Ooh, I don't know if I agree. Really? Okay. It's, well, I'm glad you're doing the tip because if nothing else, it's confusing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you how to do it first. So you open up your messages app, you start composing a new message, and you'll see um, a scrolling list of all of your apps above the keyboard. And now you'll see your photos app as as one of those icons. So it's the like flower shaped icon. So you just tap that and you'll see your camera roll immediately. So then you can tap and select pictures from there. And if it's if you're wanting to go back further in your photos, you can tap all photos and then you'll be taken to your full library in the Photos app. Unless you've changed anything, it should be the first app icon you see. So yeah, so it's it should like, be very easy to find on if the you know far what you're left. looking for. Yeah. Right. Why yeah. do you like it better? I like it better because you don't have to go, you don't have to leave the messages app to add photos. Like before you would go and tap camera and then mm-hmm. you would have to go, um, it would like open up a window that would be like your full photos app. This way, usually I want to be sending a photo I just took. So yeah. this makes it really easy. You just tap the photos icon. You'll see your pictures pop up right there where the keyboard usually is. You just tap them and send them. And so I think it's faster and more convenient. Cool. One thing I was thinking we should add to this tip 
If you accidentally forget and tap on the camera icon instead of the new way of tapping on the photos icon. Which I still do. <laughs> there is a little like picture icon at the top left mm. of the screen in that camera view. And if you tap on that, it will take you to photos. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah, so you still have options. Why don't you like it? Now I'm curious. I, I find it a little bit confusing. Like, I think partly just change and change is scary. <laughs> but like, I, it took me a while to figure out. I think I actually had to Google it because we didn't have this tip yet. Uh, and I've had so many people like ask me, how do I send a message now? So I think they made it unintuitive, in my opinion, which is not very Apple-like. Uh, once you know how to use it, it's super easy. And I don't think it really matters that much. Also, I'm not sure how convinced I am about the kind of app center, the little like app section in the text messages. Mm. I'm coming around to it because it's easy to send gifts, which I like. <laughs> it does make you easy. But it to you me are a while. the gift master. Uh, yeah, I am a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I could see that. To me, like I, I do think it's easier once I knew it was there. But I could see how it would throw people for a loop at first. Yeah. But <laughs> so that's good for you to know how to add photos your tech to your text messages now with iOS 12. Uh, for tips like this, go to iPhoneLife.com/slash/dailytips. So next up, we're going to talk about iPhone Life Insider. Um, I know we talk about it a lot, but I want to kind of take a minute and, and take a step back and tell you, kind of peek behind the curtains. A lot of people think we're associated with Apple. We're not. <laughs> uh, we are a small, independent publisher. iPhone Life Magazine is the only thing we do. So we live to teach you guys how to use your iPhone, iPad, all of your iOS devices better. Uh, and if you are enjoying this podcast, if you're enjoying all of our free content and you were looking for a way to support us, and we really appreciate the support, iPhone Life Insider is the way to do it. Um, and as a token of our appreciation, we now have a new discount for podcast listeners, which I'm really Yay. excited to share. <laughs> uh, so if you go to iPhoneLife.com slash podcast discount, once again, iPhoneLife.com slash podcast discount discount, you get 5%, not 5%, $5 off, which equals 10% off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we, as David said, uh, Insider is really how we make our money at this point. And so if you do want to support, you like what we're doing and you want us to continue, we really appreciate your support. And as a token of our appreciation for listening, we've got this $5 discount. Mm -hmm. So um, so I want to tell you guys a little bit about Insider. Uh, for some of you who've been listening before, you'll already be familiar. But um, really, Insider is our full educational service for people who want to get the most out of their devices, who want to find a way to have their devices make their life easier. So um, we include a video version of our daily tips. So that means you have a nice, convenient video walkthrough uh, that you can follow in just a minute, and it will teach you something cool you can do with your device. We have in-depth guides. Um, so we have in-depth guides on all of the different iOS devices. We also have an, a getting started guide that our uh, video producer, Rayanne, is just refreshing right now. So we'll be coming out with that soon. Uh, we have always have iOS guides when the new version of iOS comes out. So you'll be among the first to learn how to use all of the new features. Uh, we also have Ask an Editor, a feature that uh, allows you to have personal attention from us. With If you're having any issue with your devices, you can email us and we'll help solve the problem for you. Um, and let's see, what am I forgetting? You get a digital subscription yes. to the magazine, our full archive of issues. Was there anything else you were going to say? Yeah, I was. It's a digital <laughs> subscription to the magazine, archive of over 30 issues. That's over 2,500 pages of magazine content. Yeah. And you get our archive of 
all of our tips we've ever created with videos with them. So there's over a thousand tips now that you can browse through and we've got some convenient tools to make it easy for you to browse through them and find nice tips that we may not have featured on the podcast for you. Yeah. And speaking of the podcast, you also get the oh, ad-free yes. extended <laughs> version of the podcast. So, yes. so no you ads. never have to listen to this part of the podcast again. <laughs> exactly. And um, you we give you extra content. So we usually have five to 10 minutes of extra content that's just for you guys. So if you're interested, go to iphonelife.com slash podcast discount. There you go. All right. Thank you all for your support. <laughs> yes, thank you. So we want to share one of our, our insider questions that Sarah helped solve with our Ask an Editor program. All right, so someone wrote in to me, I recently left my phone in a doctor's office but was able to recover it the next morning. I believe that most people who find an iPhone would return it, but they need to know where. Do you have a recommendation for how to include contact information on the phone or on the lock screen? And I do. Yes. Um, so one great thing about using Find My iPhone is besides being able to log in and see where your iPhone is, you can actually put a message and a phone number onto the lock screen. And how you do it is you log into Find My iPhone on a web browser or another Apple device, and you tap on the missing device and the list of devices there, and that's where you see the location of your device, and um, and you can make, if, you, if you're, the location is in your house and you're there, you can make it make a sound. But there's also a thing called Lost Mode, which locks the device, um, and then it gives you an option to enter a phone number, and and then an option to leave a message like i lost my phone please contact me at that number something like that and that way when someone finds your phone and they want to return it to you they'll be able to <laughs> i actually have a recommendation for the reverse if you find a phone and you're trying to figure out how to get it back to the rightful owner because you can't unlock the phone and if this person doesn't subscribe to iphone life insider they don't know how to have convenient uh contact info you, most people allow you to make Siri calls on your phone. So I can you do voice calls from my phone. So you can use that, hopefully use it for good, uh, and you <laughs> can ask Siri to call numbers. Now, it's hard to exactly know, and you kind of have to guess, but you can say, hey, Siri, call home, call, you know, you can say call mom, call dad, very common things that you'll find in the phone, and that's a nice way of saying, figuring out what phone you actually found so you can return it to the rightful owner. And I just want to take this opportunity to make a pitch for the Contacts app because the more specific you get in the Contacts app when you're setting up a contact, like saying what their relationship mm -hmm. is to you, designating whether their address is home or work, mm -hmm. and whether their phone number is a mobile phone or an office phone, things mm -hmm. like that, greatly increases not only the chance that someone who finds your phone could call those numbers and find you, but also... It just makes everything easier. Like if you say, hey, Siri, call mom, and you haven't designated your mother as someone to call, like as that relationship, Siri will be like, you don't have a mom. <laughs> or, you know, like I used to get so mad at Siri because I'd be like, hey, Siri, take me to the name of my partner's house. And they'd be like, I don't see that in your, in your contacts. And I'd be like, but I know it's in there. And then I realized I hadn't designated it as his house, as his mm. home address. And once I did that, I had no problems. 
I, so there's definitely something very satisfying too about saying, "Hey Siri, take me home." Like at the end of a long, like when you're kind of starting a road trip and be like, "I'm going home now." I, I, I like think that. You're going home. Right oh, now. okay, good. Well, good. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I'm going home now. <laughs> yeah. So I just think. You know, the Contacts app has a lot of downsides and things that it doesn't do well, Mm -hmm. but it is really set up to integrate with so many different features of your iPhone. And so if you take the care when you're entering addresses and contact information to really, like, get specific, um, it will greatly increase the utility of the Contacts app. One thing I quickly wanted to ask our listeners was... uh, if they have, if it's a nuisance when we use the term "Hey Siri," um, because if, I have heard that it can summon Siri for listeners, and so I wanted to ask you if if that is a problem and you want us to avoid saying it, you can email us at podcasts at iphonelife dot com. Um, but so next up, we wanted to share a little bit of news. It's a bit of a slower time in terms of Apple news and rumors, but uh, we are expecting early this year that we'll get an updated AirPods. So we'll get the AirPods 2. Um, Sarah, I think you're the one who who entered this in here. Could you tell us a little bit about this? Well, um, it's a pretty reliable rumor. Um, I forget his name, but there is an analyst who everyone is always like, ooh, this very reliable analyst is saying. Um, but it seems likely that we will get um, updated AirPods with a wireless charging case in early 2019. Now, when Apple says early 2019, sometimes that means like before June. So (laughs) they have a very flexible definition. Right. Um, But the exciting thing is a wireless charging case means they may also be releasing finally the air power, the wireless charging mat that was supposed to be able to charge your phone and your watch and your AirPods. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we're expecting that the AirPods 2 would have a more powerful chip, which would enable, hey, she who must not be named. <laughs> and um, and also, people are hoping, I'm kind of hoping to, other colors. And I've heard, oh, nice. I've heard the potential of being sweat-proof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would, would be, be nice. great. Yeah. So, I mean, I, for one, have been holding out for these. I'm very Me excited too. for them. I almost bought the original when I realized they weren't going to come out with a new one in 2018, but I held out, so I, know. I will I know. be buying them. I was going to say, I have, like, a stake in this one. I yeah. really want. Also, <laughs> I I, there, there's rumors of noise cancellation, potentially, for oh, AirPods 2. Cool. That was one of the less reliable rumors last year, so I don't know, but... I didn't really come across it in yeah. my latest sort of, like digging through of rumors. I will say that I actually, I mean, certainly it wouldn't surprise me because a lot of companies out there that have wireless earbuds have noise cancellation now. I actually don't love noise cancellation for wireless earbuds because I tend to use them when I'm on the go and being able to have ambient noise around me, say, if I'm going for a run, I can hear traffic, things like that. I like it, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, so we'll keep our fingers crossed for that, also for the air power mats. Mm -hmm. Um, so next, we want to get into our Apple complaints and learning section. I I have a complaint. <laughs> I uh, I recently got the 2018 9.7 inch iPad, and I've been enjoying it. Um, but one <laughs> thing I one thing that I was like struggling with is that I want to use it a lot for reading, like on in, through my Kindle app, mm-hmm. and the iPad screen isn't as nice as the Kindle screen for that sort of thing, just because the blue light and yeah. the glare and all that, and like. I really want to have my reading experience be, like, help me wind down. Um, so I, I bought these anti-glare, 
this anti-glare screen protector that uh, Connor, who used to work here, she told me about it, and it makes the screen matte, so it feels much more like a Kindle screen. Uh, the only problem with that is on Amazon, at least, a lot of these anti-glare screen protectors are not glass. So I got, like, they included three in the package that mm -hmm. they're basically stickers that you put on there. And, like, the installation was such a nightmare that I ended up having to throw them all away. <laughs> uh, like, I did, like, I followed the instructions carefully. Like, you, you know, clean your screen and uh, you, like, take off the backing of it inch by inch and, like, have a little card that you're, like, oh my getting all the bubbles out. And so I finally did that. And then there's a place where there's still some, like, debris stuck under there mm -hmm. and yeah. underneath um, a screen protector that's not glass. It, like, creates this, like, ballooning yeah. bubble. It's, it's just... It was like, if I have to look at my screen like this every day, this will drive me nuts, yeah. like, seeing all these weird bubbles and stuff. And I was using my fingernail to get all the last ones out. And so this happened, like, three times in a row. It took me, like, a half hour <laughs> of, like, trying to get it perfect. Oh, man. And I ended up just throwing them all away. <laughs> so I wanted to... Um, first of all, I wanted to ask some of our readers if they have found a way like maybe there's like some secrets for installation that I don't know um, I did do some searching yesterday to see if there were anti-glare screen protectors that are glass and I found Zag has one yeah, that I, I would like to try to but like I was going to say to me the moral of the story overall is that glass screen protectors are just way better they're yeah. way better and Zag's is uh, it blocks the blue light I need to get that. And they just came out with it for iPads. Okay, because so, I was going to say, I know Zag's invis Invisible Shield screen protectors for your iPhone have been around for a while, yeah. the anti-glare ones, but I was curious if they had one for that. They do. They just iPad. came out with it. Um, yeah, that being said, I don't, my opinion is nothing replaces e-ink, because they're always going to be backlit, and it just, it's, I don't find yeah, a backlit screen to be relaxing on the eyes in the same way a book is, but I do find... Uh, like the Kindle is relaxing my eyes in the same way a book is. So it's true, but yeah, I, I actually I bought your old Kindle. Oh like yeah, I forgot back that. And I just for some reason never could really get myself to use it. So I think like there'll be times I'm still gonna want to read paperback. And we mm -hmm. talked about this a few episodes ago and heard from readers. Like for a lot of us, it's gonna be a blend. We're not gonna go fully one way or another, but. Mm -hmm. I do want to do more reading on my iPad, and so I'm going to get the Zag one, and I will let you know how that goes. And I can tell you there are two companies. Super Shields is the one that I ordered, so don't get Super Shields if you, unless you're like a wizard at applying them. Because I will say that one of them I got close to perfect, and it did look like it, it would work nicely, but I just feel like for most people... You're you might you're gonna have like a speck of dirt on there somewhere, and it's gonna drive you crazy. I will say, even with glass screen protectors, I am not good at putting them on. Like they're definitely better. It's an art. It, I always mess up. In fact, I often just charge into Sarah's office and make her do it for me. <laughs> um, I will. I've been sitting here. I don't. I haven't really been using screen protectors, so I haven't been paying as much attention. But the last time I used a bodyguard screen protector, I was so happy because they had a whole little system mm -hmm. that made it almost impossible to mess it up. Yeah. But I don't know if they make iPad ones. I don't know if they do either. Yeah, it's true. But bodyguards worth, have like a little looking into. tray that you put it in yeah. and then you like it like all aligns for you so you're not having to do that part. Yeah. Because David is probably overestimating my screen protector <laughs> abilities. <laughs> Just right. I didn't want to deal. <laughs> so that's my, it's a complaint and learning, I would say, for that one. What about you guys? Um, well, I recently, I've actually had this app for a while, and I 
only have used it for one specific thing, but it actually has a lot of really cool features. Um, our video producer, is that her new title? Yes. Rayanne uh, told me about it. It's the Enlight app. Um, it's it's three ninety nine, so it's not cheap. Um, but you can do so many really cool graphic design type things, or even just sort of like digital scrapbook type things, which is what I used it for. I was creating a photo album to commemorate a special event, and you know sometimes a photo isn't worthy of its own spot, but you could combine it and sort of capture the essence of a moment. Um, but you can do, you know, different ratios, different like cool kinds of collages. You can add text. You can, you can, and that's just really like the very simple things. You can do a lot of really cool things. So if that's something you really like to play around with, this is a really great app for that. Awesome. I'm confused. Are we doing complaints and learning or are we doing? Oh, I totally skipped it. To... Okay. <laughs> That's okay. We'll just, you. Do, I'll, I'll do my complaints and learning and then when we do our apps and But gear, I have a complaint I know. too. Okay, just go for it. You got this. All right. So <laughs> I know a lot of people um, don't open a text message until they're ready to deal with it. But if you accidentally open it, then there's no way for you to, like, it's very easy to forget that you need to go back and deal with whatever was in that text mm-hmm. message. And it would be really great to be able to mark text messages as unread. I know. Yeah. This really yeah. ties into our iOS 13 wish list, which we're going to talk oh. about next episode, because a lot of readers were saying that. And I was like, oh, wait, no, you can do that. I thought it was one of the things you could do. And then I tried, and I was like, you can't do that. But you can do, because. you can peek and pop. So with <laughs> this the 3D mode, yeah, so have I, I've I talked like about this before, Apple haven't I? for a while was using that term peek and pop yeah. a lot. And I feel like they like <laughs> got the memo that like it didn't sound cool. They moved away from it. I'm clinging to it. Yeah. Peek and pop, people. <laughs> but the thing is, it's more if you accidentally just like tap on the message, you're not really thinking. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. But if you want to, <laughs> let me just give my explanation peek and pop here. So if you have a message that you want to read, but you want to leave as marked unread, if you have a phone that has 3D touch, uh, which is every, f- not every, it, the iPhone XR does not, though. It's every phone worth having. Oh, not yeah. the iPhone XR. It's weird. Oh. So. If you have an iPhone XR, you, you can, cannot peek and pop. Yeah, you can <laughs> peek <laughs> into it by, like, light pressing, or I guess it's a little bit of a hard press, and it shows you a preview of the message, which is, like, the whole message. But if you don't, but don't press pop. too hard because then you'll pop into it. Yes, <laughs> and then it's marked as red. So okay, but and another thing is, if you use red receipts, which why? Um, also, red receipts, not read receipts. It's red receipts. Uh, yeah, we established okay. this back okay. in the day. Yeah. Okay. So if you use red receipts and you want to read a message, but you don't want the person to know that you've read the message, peeking and popping is the way to go. Yeah. yeah or real turn quick, off red receipts. Let's, the explanation <laughs> yeah. of red receipts is that. There's a setting in your messages settings on your phone that you can turn on and it will let people know if you've read their text messages. And so I think Noah, um, our COO, has this feature on because it's helpful like with his communication with his wife, like sometimes with the kids and all that. They'll, it's nice to know like just that the other person saw the message even if they didn't have time mm-hmm. to respond. But for most people, it's kind of, it adds a weird element of pressure. Um, like I would like to have it be my business whether I read the message or yeah. not. <laughs> well, one nice thing is you can turn on red receipts for individual contacts. Oh. So turn it off in your messages settings in general. But then um, when you're in messages in that conversation, tap on the little I by their name and you'll be able to 
turn it red receipts on for a specific contact. Yeah, it's nice that you can customize by contact for sure. And a lot of social apps now do this and they don't even let you. Like Instagram, direct messages, and Facebook Messenger have red receipts that are not optional. So that sucks. Yeah, that means I just like... Never use I'm them. ignoring so many messages right now because, like, if I look at them, they'll know I read them. Yeah. Okay, so I have a little bit of a, a long form complaint and learning in one. So right. you guys get to go on this journey with me. Um, so if you listen to the last podcast from CES, you heard me talk about my love for OLED display, displays and TVs. I, having gone to CES for many years, was finally convinced to buy one. So I've had a... 4K OLED TV, oh, we're clinging there, a 4K OLED TV from LG, and like... Fancy. Yeah, it, it, I, I love it, <laughs> uh, and like the the geek that I am, I spent like way too long tweaking the settings. There's like, you can go into forums where they like give you like their guidance of how to customize all of the settings. <laughs> um, so I did this, and part of why you do that, and this is part, this is like part one of my multi-part complaint learning progression is that <laughs> a lot of the fancy uh, settings that TVs have actually, in my opinion, and in like what most of the like people who geek out on this stuff's opinion is, make it worse. It's sort of the like, you know how when you're watching a movie and it feels kind of weirdly like you're watching a soap opera? Like yeah. everything seems like too hyper-realistic or something. I think I might have that setting on my TV right Yeah, now. a lot of people do. And they it comes by default turned on and you have to go turn all of those settings off. Um, mm. So that's complaint one, and so that's my recommend. That's a recommendation. If you have a TV that you know you enjoy and you use pretty frequently, go look up the the recommendations for how to customize it. Consumer Reports actually, if you subscribe to Consumer Reports, has that as a feature. But you can Google it. There's a lot of places out there. So I had done that, really happy with it, and then over the holidays, I splurged and got myself a 4K Apple TV. Nice. which I really like, uh, plugged it in, and it promptly overrode all of my settings. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and it, like, turned back on all of these things that I hate Whoa. that make it look like a soap opera. So that was complaint number two. Apple, by default, does this weird thing where it just, like, overrides all the settings. And it's very, like, Apple. It's, like, the part of Apple that annoys me. They're like, we know better than you. We're going to tweak your TV settings without your permission. Right. Um, so... Here's the solution. Because then I went and I was like, oh, it was a one-time thing. And I went and I re-customized all of my settings, turned back on my Apple TV, and it went and overrode them all over again. So Look. if you go into uh, your your settings on your Apple TV, and I, I'm going to do this from memory, so it's going to be a little bit hazy. But somewhere in there, there's video settings. And you can change it from 4K HD to 4K SD. HD stands for high definition SD, standard definition. So you would think that you would want HD on, but in reality, it's the like Apple's HD setting turns on all of your annoying settings in your TV that make it look bad. So SD, standard definition, is actually what you want, and it's still in 4K. Uh, and then you that, and then the problem is solved. And I will say that I'm really happy with my 4K Apple TV. If you have a 4K TV, I definitely recommend it. And the um, the like, you know how those they have like the moving wallpapers. Yeah, yeah. They look so Screen cool in 4K. Are really 
I'm, like, really into them. <laughs> I was going to ask, like, are do you watch much content in 4K? More and more. Netflix has done a pretty good job rolling out really? content. So most Netflix original shows they have 4K options for. Cool. Um, for a lot of them, it doesn't matter that much. Where it matters a lot is, like, action movies and also, like, if you're doing any kind of, like, documentary that's visual, it's really mm, awesome. Planet Earth would be awesome Planet, in 4K. Yeah, they have Netflix's Planet Earth in 4K. And that's it, like, cool. is amazing. And uh, what's Chef's Table is in 4K. Oh, nice. And, like, super close-ups of food in 4K are really cool. cool. <laughs> you about, just sold me on it with your like, super close-ups yeah. of food. I feel like sports would probably be cool in 4K, too. You know, it probably would be. I don't have a 4K subscription to my cable service, mm. and I'm not sure how much 4K they have available so when i went to set it up my cable service they said they didn't have enough they didn't have that much and didn't really try to push me that way but it would be nice i agree yeah let's uh make that our question of the week uh, if let's ask who of our readers has a 4k apple tv or a 4k setup and whether they think it's worth it Ooh. Uh, you can email us at podcast at iphonelife.com um, I just wanted to throw in one last complaint and or just more like a warning for people. Um, a couple years ago, I bought the Apple Watch for my husband and I got um, the is Milanese. Is that the pronunciation? The Milanese loop with it. Anyway, I splurged on one of the like expensive Apple mm-hmm. um, stainless steel bands, which is $150. And he's had a pretty bad experience with it. It has a magnetic clasp and Mm -hmm. it weakens over time and so it's like always been sliding so you end up just ordering like a cheap eight dollar one off of amazon is like so happy (laughs) because he didn't buy a similar one he bought like a it's like a knockoff sports band Mm -hmm. um, but they work fine and are very similar to apple ones so i have a knockoff milanese loop one and i find i mean i you're not supposed to wear it when you're working out it's like clearly like a little more dressy but Sometimes it's pain to change your watch band and you don't remember before you go to the gym. And like anytime you do something that like basically causes your muscles in your forearms to flex, it can come undone. Oh, yeah. Which is like because it's just a magnet and maybe uh, maybe annoying. mine's weekening too because I've your had it. forearms are getting stronger. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> I'm just like hulking up. Yeah. Yeah. So I would I would avoid the Milanese loop if, if you're wanting something that's going to last for I think it was like the first few months it was fine and then it started becoming a problem especially because it's not cheap no, no it's not yeah if you, if you like want Apple a Milanese loop get like I think job. Casetify makes ones that are a third of the cost oh, okay so if you want something for dressy occasions but still want to be tracking your steps because I'm totally there with you <laughs> yeah that's the way to go get Apple's <laughs> watch bands are really overpriced I'm excited, too, because Nomad is sending us some Apple Watch bands, Mm -hmm. um, and so we'll let you know in an upcoming episode how those are working out. They're nice leather, dressy ones, so that's why I thought of it, because, like, if you want one that's not a sports band, Nomad has some good options. Nice. I definitely, there's definitely, like, a a side complaint of the challenge with the Apple Watch, how you, like, I tend to want a nice-looking band, because it is a watch, and I wear it all day, regardless of... what I have on and if it's nice I kind of want to dress up my Apple Watch but it's such a pain to like swap out I mean I know it's not really that big of a deal but it's enough of a hassle where it's I enough don't of a hassle do it. that I don't do it yeah and so then I either wear a leather band and it gets really gross when I take it to the gym yeah or I wear the sports band and then it's like can it I complain about good. this too yeah like this I have it's starting to get dirty again. Like I had to get Sarah's a magic a eraser. Band. Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh yes, I forgot not that. Everyone not everyone's watching. It. I have like the the um, 
it's pink. I think they call it like desert sand or something, um, which goes nicely with my rose gold watch, but also gets dirty really fast. And then I have to like wash it with a magic eraser, which takes off the matte finish. Um, yeah. And I'm also annoyed because I had to order it separately or actually, no, I didn't. I think it came with this one. But if I'd wanted a different color of band, like they limit your color options. You can't like customize, like say, I want this color um, watch body and then I want this color band. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah. Like there's very few, they limit you. And then if you want a different color, you have to order it. Mm. And yeah, that's annoying. That was because I thought about getting a different like a a different color watch body, but I really wanted this band and and their bands are so overpriced and it it kind of gets dirty quickly and I don't feel like it's worth the money they wanted me to yeah. pay for an extra band. <laughs> yeah, my solution has been to go with a nylon wristband, and I unfortunately don't have my Apple Watch on today. I forgot it at home, but uh, to me that's like a good middle ground where it dresses up a little bit more than a sports band. Uh, but it, you also can wear it to the gym. So yeah, yeah. I want to complain even more about the Apple Watch bands. <laughs> that I, actually, this is this band I'm remembering is from my uh, series three that I broke really okay. tragically. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't want to get the same one, so I ordered the other sport band. That's like, it's this weird sort of little fuzzy nylony material that hmm. acts kind of like velcro oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like a cheap five dollar kids watch band <laughs> and i had it on my watch for like one day and then i took it off and i hate it <laughs> all right we is, are really passionate yeah, about apple watch bands so this wraps up our <laughs> apple complaints and learning section we're gonna save apps and gear for our insider only content so this wraps up episode 102 of the iphone life podcast Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, Thanks, everyone. And once again, that's iphonelife.com slash podcast discount if you want the discount. And if you all can do us one more favor, if you don't mind me asking, if you enjoy our podcast, if you go and rate it, it helps other people find it. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Thanks, everyone.